Welcome, viewers and listeners, to episode 222. It's a lot of twos, where our cons are always generous. I'm Cam. I'm Brian. And today we are going to delve into, uh, well, my narcissistic uh, <laughs> views on life and, and, and what I've been doing for the last uh, two or three weeks. And we're also going to take you on a preview slash in-depth sort of review of Gen Con thus far. I am uh, sort of reporting live here from Indianapolis at Gen Con and uh, sort of let you guys in on what uh, what we were doing for the last couple weeks. And uh, we should probably start that off right now with our Geekly Weekly Weekly Geekly recap. Brian, why don't you start us off and then I'll sort of finish this off because I've got a ton of shit. Been a long, hot summer. I uh, picked the perfect time to get into walking and catching Pokemon and getting horribly sunburned. <laughs> and there's a few places local to us that are that are just great for Pokemon meetups and things like that. So I've been doing a lot more of that. Well, I mean, there did not exist beforehand, but um, and last week was kind of a summer celebration excuse to travel i uh, i actually trekked up to orlando and kind of kind of did the same thing i uh my intention was to do cloak and blaster and disney and all that kind of stuff and uh just kind of never got around to it had some problems to to take care of (laughs) around my my buddy's house uh wound up doing some gardening and some car repair (laughs) and stuff like that uh and just spent the rest of the time examining Pokemon in that that area. Did you go to Disney at all, or you just went to? No, we did not. Uh, we, we was kind of planning on it, but just I don't know. Just never got around to it. But did you did hit the? Uh, did you you did hit the Gods and Monsters? Or you did or, or Cloak and Blaster? Hit Cloak and Blaster. Didn't do Gods and Monsters. Uh, hmm. Kind kind of forgot about that place. I hate to say. I I should have should have considered that. I wonder how they're doing. I know a friend of mine just went up there a couple weeks ago, and they seem like they're still doing all right, but I wonder how they're doing sales-wise. Because it's kind of an out-of-the-way kind of place to go. You, you know what I mean? Like, you, you basically got to go there, be going there. You yeah, they're, I mean? they're kind of the anchor of that mall. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I wonder if Think Geek hurt them any at all, because that's a, that's a pretty big store to have right next door. Oh, they opened. Think Geek opened up next door to them. The first like brick and shop? in the country. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess it could either help or hurt because it might make it more of a destination. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like make it even more of a destination. So you're like, oh, well, I, mean, I can hit two birds with one stone. As long as they have different items, that might help. Actually, you know. Yeah, yeah. Because Think Geek's more of like the sort of novelty stuff, right? Like clothes and whatever like bags and different kind of like, like a that. geeky hot like, topic tchotchkes yeah whereas gods and monsters more of like games and like actual collectibles like the and art comics. and art yeah comics and like the art and the figurines and those kind of things yeah, might might work i mean i mean if they're gonna do it now's the time right i mean might as well capitalize while it's hot yeah yeah it's not gonna ever get any better than this i don't think <laughs> for sure what else? Anything else? So you, so you didn't catch any Pokemon up there? Nothing amazing. There, there's a couple of places that are like, 
I, I guess like famous spots, but I just, I just never did it. I, I kind of feel weird trespassing still. Like one of the big spots is a, uh, a, a private apartment complex and everybody's uh, like, well, just sneak in and you know, don't be a jerk. And I was kind of like, mm, you're still sneaking in. So I don't know about that. And one of the other spots is like a, a golf course. And I don't know. I just had a weird experience when I was a kid. I got chased off a golf course. Like, oh, it's private property for the rich. So <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I don't know. Like, just yeah. catch Pokemon somewhere else. Not bother with a golf course. Yeah, Pokemon's not worth a trespassing ticket. Right. <laughs> Whatever it is now it is. Um, I will say this, though. I actually, while I was away, my comics kind of uh, piled up. So I picked them up today and, you know, Darth Vader is coming to a close. I think it's got three or four issues left and Star Wars is just kind of doing like, I don't know, they feel like fill fillers, like they don't really know what to do with the story. So they're just telling side tales, which is actually really cool. And there was a killer story. I think it came out last week, but I picked it up today, told by a stormtrooper mm. and just just really different and different feel and different perspective and an absolutely killer propaganda cover love uh issue 21 of uh star wars so when you do you like with your comics do you like do they just hold them for you because they know you or do you actually have like store like store subscriptions uh, yeah, I actually, I mean, they don't charge you for it or anything like that, but I, I'm subscribed at Quirka, so they just hold on to it. And, you know, I let them know, I'm like, hey, guys, it's going to be a week, so don't throw it out. And, mm -hmm. I mean, there's some people that are like, like a, a lot of times I'll go in and they won't have like a uh, like a surprise. Like I didn't subscribe to it, but hey, I want to read this. It came out and they'll be like, well, this guy hasn't picked it up in six weeks, so it's yours or, <laughs> you know, something like that. Yeah, well, that's good. They, they should take care of their repeat customers. Yeah. And they're kind of small enough that I, I think they, I don't think it's special service. I think they actually know like most of their subscribers, like by name and everything. Like, yeah, it's hard to come by these days for sure. Um, cool. So, what else? Anything else? That's that's about it. Actually, today was the the Star Wars thing that was uh that catches me up. Very cool. All right, I guess that brings that around to me. Um, I just got back two days ago from Europe. Uh, my companion and I went uh, went over there. We did a week in France and then a week or uh, two weeks in the UK. You know, we hit Cardiff. We uh, well, we hit Wales, Scotland, Ireland, and, and England. Um, and it was amazing. I mean, we had such a good time over there. Uh, I proposed, so I'm now a <laughs> a betrothed man. Uh, I have a fiance instead of a companion. I don't know. Congratulations, what, man! I don't know what that would be. Uh, Fianian? I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess she's still my companion. But um, so that's cool. Um, and we hit a lot of geeky places when we were there. Um, we hit any place we went to where there was a gaming cafe. We went to like a board gaming cafe. Um, we actually hit a, a video gaming cafe, which was pretty cool. It was called like pod stop or something like that but it was like it just had like a bunch of it was like a, literally a basement you went down into the basement and there was just a bunch of like little pods set up and you just go sit down and just start you know jump jump on a console they had console and they had pcs and you could just jump on and start playing um and they had like land parties like like were available or whatever you could do like a land party there or whatever but you know and 
maybe Tom would have been good to weigh in, but by the way, Tom is, is, is traveling. So unfortunately he couldn't make it. And the reason why we didn't have a show last week is because I was traveling, but everybody um, was traveling last yeah, week. Yeah. Yeah. So now, but now we're back. Um, but, uh, you would probably know too, Brian. Um, so you as a, as a, as a PC gamer or as a, a console gamer, what would be your like incentive to go into one of these like pod cafes and play? Would there be any ever be an, an incentive for you to do that? I mean, I get it with the gaming cafe because it's like an experience. You go in, you can have something to drink, have something to eat, meet with friends. It's more of like a bar setting sort of. Whereas this PC gaming place, they didn't have any food. They just had like a like a little rack of snacks, and you basically just went in, sit at a pod and. Can't, can't you just do that at home with your you know, PS4 membership or your Xbox One membership? The only thing I can think of, and, and I don't know which way they went, if either, would be the socialization. Because just like board gaming, you can sit around and talk with friends or whatever. Even, even if you're not necessarily affecting each other in game, that kind of like yelling back and forth and, and noise and interaction could, could attract me at least or they just have to do it bigger and better than i could at home uh immersion you know uh, amazing televisions uh maybe uh haptic seats or whatever they call it you know feedback yeah no this place it it really it it almost kind of to be honest with you is like almost like walking in is like sort of like an office with just a bunch of cubicles you know like i say pods but it wasn't really like a pod where you like got in and like i, I could see what you're saying like if it was like an actual pod you got in and it was like a really like sweet chair that like you said had feedback and all that stuff and you sort of got immersed in like a wraparound tv or something that would be awesome but they, they didn't really it wasn't really like that it was just like you go in you grab a cubicle and start playing this this might be a, a a pretty ignorant question, but I you know I'll I'll own up to it. I I don't really know anything about England. Uh, PCs is common there. Well, that, you know it's funny, uh, and I think it's a great question. But my my companion brought up the same thing, which is funny because she's not even a gamer, and she was just like you know because it was in Oxford where like Ox you know Oxford Cambridge like all those big schools are, and she was like maybe maybe they just don't have like the space or the TVs, they don't allow like a nice, a big TV or whatever in the dorm room. But I was like, okay, I get it. If you can't have like a big TV and a console, but everyone's got a laptop, you know what I mean? I mean, it's Oxford, it's Cambridge. I'm sure they have Wi-Fi. I'm sure they have probably even hard connections, like super fast, hard connection. So, I mean, all you gotta do is plug your laptop in, but I mean, maybe you have to stay with if you have a roommate, you don't want to bother your roommate. Maybe I, I, I don't know. I, I've often heard uh, Europeans just bitch about that, so I wonder if the the added cost makes it not worth owning owning games when you can just run down to your pub and rent them. Hmm. Yeah, that was the other thing too. Is like I said, it's Oxford, so I, I I didn't go into their dorm rooms or whatever. So I'm wondering if it's like. I mean, that school's been around for how many hundreds of years? You know, those schools. Yeah. Maybe they just have like really small rooms or really like but then again like the rich like every like rich prime minister you know what i mean like all the rich go there i can't believe their accommodations are that shitty you know what i mean especially nowadays it it might just be more like classical than shitty maybe they just you know have that air and don't want to have like a you know bunch of beeps and boops in the in the halls yeah yeah makes sense 
I mean, they seemed like they were doing well. I mean, the guy, you know, they'd been around for a while. And the guy, uh, I mean, it, it was like a random Friday or so. I don't know when we went. It was like just daytime, and there was a bunch of people in there. So uh, I guess they're doing all right. Um, but so we hit that. We hit all the gaming cafes. Um, it was awesome, like, for fans of Doctor Who and Torchwood, so many places. We went to uh, this place in Cardiff where it was actually the Millennium Center where they have, like, where Torchwood actually, like, in the show, they have their, like, headquarters. We went to the Millennium Tower. We went to Yanto's, uh, uh, Yanto's, uh, what do they call it? Uh, I want to say tribute, but it's not. It's Yanto's, uh, when someone dies, where they put like Money a vigil, man. yeah, yeah. Like basically, it's just like this huge wall where he died in the show, like where they filmed it. And so they have like, they have like an actual like. I mean, the guy is obviously still alive, the actor, but like the, the character, they they make like this memorial, like on this big wall for him. Um, even the, the like the, the city of Cardiff, like sort of like got in on the fun. They have like a big picture of him and like memorial to Yanto Jones. Wow. And then under it, they're like. You know, Yanto Jones is a fictional character. He really, you know, he's not a real person that died. Or they have to like make a disclaimer. Uh, we went to the doctor, went by the Doctor Who experience there. Um, we actually in Cardiff visited a castle where um, they view uh, they um, what the hell was the name of the uh, the uh, the episode the uh, the Eternal Library or something like that where a recent uh, Doctor Who episode was filmed. This 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 really old school library in one of these castles that we went to. Um, we also hit a bunch of Harry Potter spots, like the the actual grave of Tom Riddle, um, the uh, like where the real Diagon Alley, basically. It's called the Shambles in one of the small like little towns we went to. We went by the coffee shop where uh, J.K. Rowling hung out and wrote Harry Potter on a bunch of napkins. Basically, the story is she was like super poor and she couldn't afford the heating in her house. So she would go to this coffee shop around she the went corner. To Starbucks. Yeah, she went to the coffee shop around the corner, ordered a cup of coffee, and just sat there, and didn't even have enough money for paper. So she wrote Harry Potter on the napkins of the place there, um, which is really cool. So she went from like super poor to super rich. And actually, I, I, uh, the tour guide told us this, but I, you know, I don't know how true it is. But basically, she's certainly the richest woman in Scotland. I guess she she makes her home in Scotland. And she, they say that she would be the richest person in the U, in the entire UK if she didn't give away so much money. Wow! So apparently she gives away like tons and tons of money to like you know altruistic and philanthropic uh, philanthropic endeavors uh, because I guess she came from such humble beginnings. Uh, she was a single mother, couldn't afford like I said, couldn't afford much. And then you know obviously <laughs> you, you know you own the you, you own the Harry Potter IP, you know you're, you you make it to a billion pretty quick. Um, so hit that. Um, where else did we go? Uh, oh, there's actual like a Professor McGonagall, like we, we like saw where she was. Um, we saw, oh God, we just so many really cool, like, I mean, the actual Hogwarts was modeled after Oxford, which is like I said, where, where we saw that video game cafe. Went and took a look at that, took a look at the courtyard. And I mean, it's loosely based, obviously. You know what I mean? You go and right. you see these things, and it looks very similar, but it's not like, you know, oh, God, it looks exactly like it. Um, so that was really cool. Um, you know, you, the UK has a lot of really geeky, like, you know, fun fun places. We, we went to this really cool um, – in, in London, it's called Drafts. Um, it was a, a really cool gaming pub. We actually went on the front end of our trip when we first got to the UK, and then we went back right before we left. 
Um, and it was super cool, man. It was like, it was almost a little hipsterish. It was like a really nice building, like sort of industrial with like, you know, super nice tables and, and, you know, exposed brick and all that stuff. And it was super cool, man. They, they had like a bunch of good, great games and, uh, uh, we had we had a great time gaming there, and everyone was like the, the people that worked there were super great. Yeah, I mean it was awesome. Uh, uh, France was cool. We went to a couple of gaming places there. Uh, not as many, not and they weren't as as big, uh, weren't as popular as they were in the in the UK. But it was cool. Uh, we were in Paris for the Bastille Day celebration. Unfortunately, that whole Nice thing happened. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, but yeah, and then I came back from the UK. A engaged man and had one day off basically and then uh came to gen con yesterday and i've been in indiana yeah got to indianapolis yesterday gen con starts tomorrow i'm here with yellow yellow games and uh just ready to rock i mean it's the, the, everything's all set up con starts tomorrow at 9 a.m and i'm ready to go so that's, that's us again this year <laughs> that's it for my geekly um so and I, I'll I'll get into more stuff too. I'm, I'm assuming it, like I'm sure as we talk, but uh, I'll jump into the news. Uh, I sort of tailored the news around my sort of globe trotting. Um, there is a British pub which I didn't get to go to. It's in a town that's sort of outside London, but I, I wanted to go and I saved this message uh, or this the story so that I could bring it up. Um, it's called the Gin Tub, and it's a place in a place called Hove H O V E uh, England. They built a Faraday cage, basically around the whole, all the walls of the of the of the of, of the of the bar, so you don't get any signal whatsoever from any phone, computer, no Wi-Fi, nothing. Wow. The guy, the guy basically was like, "Listen, when you come to my place, I don't want anyone looking at their phones. I don't want anyone doing anything except <laughs> drinking, eating, and socializing. Like you know, no, that no, kind of no sounds phone. awesome." Yeah, but it's funny because it says like you know people instead of like you know people not only take smoke breaks but they take, take like phone breaks. Yeah, you know what I mean, so it's like you got to go outside to get to get on your phone, um, which is pretty cool. I, I mean, I like that. I I, I I can respect that, you know. And I, I mean, I just got back from dinner here with you know with a bunch of my colleagues, and we were outside and we we're waiting for the Uber to come. Literally, there was eight of us, and all eight of us were sitting there just looking at our phones, like zombies yeah. almost, you know? Which is, I guess it's good we were doing it after dinner, because not, not many people, you know, we, we sort of stayed off our phones at dinner, but um, it's, uh, you know, it's sort of taken over society, basically. Um, sticking with sort of the international, well, I was just talking about Harry Potter. Uh, while we were over there, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child came out, uh, which is, which was Massive. I mean, it's funny. The day that it came out, we were walking around town, and every freaking bookstore we walked by had like lines out the door. Wow. For for people trying to get the book, because um, obviously it's England. You know, I mean, it's like that's sort of you know Rowling's from there and stuff, or the UK. So that was pretty cool. I have not picked it up. I'm sort of waiting for the hype to die down. Did you Did you pick it up, Ryan? No, not yet. I uh, I don't know how I feel about reading a, a play. Yeah. I mean, I feel like people are so starved for Harry Potter. It's almost like she could, I mean, she could probably, you know, if she wrote another real book, I mean, that, that would probably be like her, like her biggest seller. Yeah. Uh, just because people are so starved for that IP. And I mean, I, I'm sure that like the, uh, another movie would be ridiculous as well. 
And that's one of those where it's sort of like, you know, some franchises, like the first couple are great and then like they sort of peter out. Um, this one just got stronger and stronger. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she wouldn't. I mean, maybe she's just sick of it. But. She, she's doing Fantastic Beast, right? Is she? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think know. they're working on a movie for that or working yeah. on the rights for it or whatever. Uh, I'm not that. Not that I'm angry with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, it's almost like, all right, well, yeah, you can, you know, you can have a, you can have a steak or you can have a hamburger. You know, it's like, come on, give me the, give me the steak. I don't want the burger. Um, let's see. Uh, all right. So, did you, Brian, when you were a kid, did you have a subscription to Nintendo Power magazine? Oh yeah, I did too. I loved it. Uh, I still have a few of them. Um, right now, though, you can go online and you can read all one the issue one to one, basically the first 145 episodes or uh, issues. You can go online and read right now, um, which is pretty cool. I mean, they cover like such classics: Mega Man, Super Mario Three, Metroid, Legend of Zelda: Link to the Past, Donkey Kong Country. All those are, are, are you know in that in that one one that one forty five episode list. I want to uh, read those old Howard Phillips and Nestor comics. Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool too. Uh, to go back and see those. I mean, I don't know if that's gonna like. I know there are collectors out there that probably have like all 140, one through one through one forty five like in mint condition, and I wonder if that kills the value of their collection. But whatever. If I want to read it, I want to read it, right? Um. Let's see. Okay, so Pokemon Go. So you know, Brian, I, I refuse to jump on the Pokemon Go train, and it's gotten harder and harder. And in, in Europe, it was even harder for me not to because there were like I was talking to someone who was on the one of the tours with me, and it was a younger girl, and she was like, "Yeah, you know, there's so many Pokemon over here that are different that none of my <laughs> friends are getting back home, and they're so jealous because I got this and I got that." And I was like, "Oh God, I'm dying, you know, like it's killing me not to do it." But I, I, I stayed strong and I didn't do it. Um, but uh, I guess a Japanese Olympian uh, in Rio, because you know the Olympics are coming up, uh, I guess pretty soon here. Yeah. Um, he racked up a phone bill of over five thousand dollars in roaming charges. Wow. Uh, because he was playing Pokemon Go. Uh, in in uh, in uh, in Rio. That is that, that's hilarious to me. Um, half a million yen, just in case you're in Japan and you want to know what that like translation is. Uh, five thousand dollar phone bill for some Pokemon. And that's not even counting like whatever in-game purchases he made. <laughs> I hope he wins. Maybe. Uh... Uh, buddy. Yeah, you need that gold medal to pay for the uh, pay for the goddamn phone bill. And yeah, that's about it for my. Uh... Oh, I was gonna you know I was gonna ask you though, Brian. Um, so on your Pokemon, what did you think about the update? Because I know recently they did an update. And people were all up in arms about uh, about the Pokemon update. You know, I'm really torn about it because i liked the the idea of how it was but i didn't actually do that like so if, if anyone doesn't know the update changed how you hunt down pokemon to catch and i, I guess that's how it's supposed to be played but it's much more fun just to go to a park and sit around with a bunch of people and like, you know, stroll about where you know the Pokemon are and chat with people. And God, I was in this uh, 
little like town main street uh i think it was called winter garden winter haven i can't i can't remember but orlando ish and it's just you know like the historic district with a couple of bookstores and uh bars and things like that and we were just walking back and forth you know hitting the pokey stops and collecting this and this kid pikachu 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 oh my god there's a pikachu and like people came running to get the pikachu and like I don't know. That's that's a little bit more fun than just like roaming golf courses, you know, like watching the map falling off cliffs. Like, yeah, it didn't change how I play at all. So I, I don't mind the I don't mind the the patch. It's funny that you you brought that up about like people falling off cliffs and stuff like that. Um, is a little bit off like on topic, but a, a, a little bit different. Um, the so you know in England it's like no one has guns. You know, they've outlawed guns almost completely. Even, like, the cops don't have guns. Like, you have to be on a special unit to have guns in the U.K. And um, so these kids, these three kids were in this park that was actually really close to my hotel. And uh, that's why we heard about it. And the they were playing Pokemon Go, which was funny because, like, everywhere I went in Europe, people were playing Pokemon Go. It was hilarious. Like, it didn't matter what language they were speaking, but you could see on their phone. They're, like, you know, running around trying to find Pokemon. <laughs> um, but I guess these kids – these three kids were there and they were playing Pokemon Go in this park, sort of like you were saying. They were just sort of hanging out, waiting for things to, to appear. And um, some kids, three three other kids, came up to them and stole their phones with a gun. Like they had a like wow. a silver, like a like a silver or whatever gun. And um, then they robbed some other guy who he wasn't playing Pokemon Go, but they, they, they I guess they had robbed a guy before that, like of his wallet, and then. I guess they saw these three kids playing Pokemon Go. They went up and they stuck a gun in their face and was like, hey, you know, give us your phones, basically. So these poor kids playing Pokemon Go and they get fucking stuck up and uh, got, got their phones taken away. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, people have fallen off cliffs, getting into car accidents. Um, I mean, it's hard to tell on Facebook, like, what's real, what's not real. But, I mean, I think there are some legitimate stories out there about people, like, really getting fucked up or, getting you know, getting hurt playing Pokemon. Yeah. It's, it's madness. Um, so yeah, so that sort of rounds out the news. And so let's sort of transition into our topic, uh, which is Gen Con 2016. Um, we're here. Uh, like I said, I'm with yellow games. Yellow is debuting a really cool game by Antoine Bauza. Uh, the guy who did seven wonders, a whole bunch of other really cool games. Um, called Oceanos, um, and it's a really cool game. I really love it. It's like uh, it's a drafting game, and you're building a tableau of like uh, of like the undersea that you're you're exploring, basically. So you have this submarine that's like in all these. It's almost like a little jigsaw puzzle, but it's only like five or six pieces. And then you have these extra pieces of the submarine, and you can upgrade your submarine um, for for different things. Like if you Upgrade your tail rudder, it just gives you straight victory points. If you upgrade your middle section, it allows you to uh, hold more animals in your like your your submarine like tank or whatever. You're like you know you can acquire these animals through the card drafting. Um, it has a little little portal on top where uh, it allows you to get more cards when you're drafting. You you only get one card per per draft round, but it allows you to pull more cards to choose from. Um, and it has all these really cool different options it's like. Dra- card drafting, tr- uh, set collection, um, a whole bunch of different mechanics sort of all wrapped into one, which is very Antoine Bauza-ish, I guess. 
sounds uh, a little I mean, Istanbulish. Um, no, I mean, I, I would say it's very, very similar to Seven Wonders because you know there's like a whole bunch of things going on in Seven Wonders where like you can get victory points by building your wonder. You can get victory points by collecting the um, yellow cards, the 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 purple cards, uh, by, by collecting the uh, green cards. There's a whole bunch of different ways to score, and so it's just sort of like what strategy are you going to take based on what cards you get as you draft, um, which I really like because it just gives you a ton of replayability. So sort of yellow bias aside, yellow games <laughs> bias aside, that's probably in my top three uh, of games that, that I'm, I'm, I'm happy about at Gen Con. Um, do you like Pandemic, Brian? Or are mm, you a Pandemic fan? Not really. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so much of a fan. Either. Well, I just don't like. Co I don't like co-op games. Um, but the pandemic is releasing a Cthulhu version. I'd be more so, likely to play that. Yeah, me too. That's. I don't. I don't even own Pandemic, uh, and I own like fifteen hundred board games. But uh, I, I. This is probably the one that I'll buy. Um, I've played it. It's. There are some differences you know uh there's a little few little things that they sort of threw in to make it cthulhu-ish um but really it's just a skin uh, you know it's a cthulhu yeah. skin uh, it's pandemic with a cthulhu skin with a couple of little you know cthulhu things sort of uh thrown in there uh there's an expansion particular ride that came out called rails and sales which i'm sort of excited about uh, i love ticket to ride so that's cool. Um, Sails uh, like ships. Yeah, like like you're you're not only are you building the routes, like train routes, but you're you're building like uh, ferry routes as well. I think like like, hmm. like steamship routes as well. So it sort of morphs them in, and they've sort of done that in a couple of the past expansions where you have like these like water routes or whatever. Um, so I think this is just making it more of a. Uh, more on the forefront with the water-based things. Uh, let's see. Um, uh, there was, there's a game called Ti Tides of Time that came out earlier last year. Uh, they also basically reskinned it, and now it's called Tides of Madness, C Cthulhu theme. Uh, but Tides of Time is actually a really good game. Um, I haven't played that one yet, but I want to see. I mean, if there's any... I have Tides of Time. If there's any difference, then maybe I'll pick it up, but... If it's just the only difference is it's the same game with Cthulhu, then I'll probably pass on that. Um, have you done any? Have you have you seen any any of the uh, minis or anything that are coming out that you you've been interested in, Brian? Oh that's yeah, the one thing I haven't like been keeping up on. Every year, Privateer Press just does an amazing Gen Con exclusive. It's actually really killer looking. It's one of the I think one of the um, what do they call them? Journeyman Warcasters gets promoted, and it's going to be available in like you know four months or whatever. But they have the the early uh, exclusive model at Gen Con. I'm I'm totally. They're also very good about you can order it from their site during Gen Con. So I don't have uh, to uh, bribe anyone who I know uh, that's there. Sweet. Yeah. I, I. I. What was that one I picked up for you last year? Uh, that, that, the that the sci-fi pinup from uh, yeah. Kingdom Death. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. I actually got one for myself. I still have it. I, it's, it was, that was pretty cool. Did you? Have I'm sorry you didn't flip that one. No, I, I held on to it. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, I don't have you know 
I don't have a lot of that Kingdom Death stuff, but the, I just like the the look of it, so I, I kept it. That sci-fi one was pretty killer, actually. Yeah, for sure. Um, Five Tribes is actually a game I really like. Um, it has an expansion coming out called The Thieves of Nakala. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, it's already been released in Europe, but uh, the US debut is coming out for Gen Con. So that's pretty cool. Um, let's see. Uh, it's a lot of like kind of BS games. I don't, I don't want to say BS. I don't want to offend anyone, but like like Kung Fu Panda, the board game. There's like a whole bunch of games that are coming out that are like whatever games that I probably would never buy. But um, I know they're working on it. Will um, what you call the uh, Hero Realms be a Gen Con? Hero Realms is that the Star Realms different one? Yeah, the, uh, the, the Star, Star Wars Fantasy. Yeah, no, I don't have. I don't know if they will have. Uh, actually, let me look that up. Let's see, hero. That's probably. Realm. I mean, I haven't played a whole lot lately. That's probably the one I'm excited about most lately. I, I love the Star Realms, man. Great game. Let's see, um, I would think that. Yeah, I, I, it looks like they are fulfilling their. I would assume they did a Kickstarter. I would assume that they are fulfilling at Gen Con. Uh, yeah, I, w- I would assume that they would have some. Uh, you know, it's funny. They ha- uh, at Origins they had a um, they had a they had a bunch of like promo cards for it. Oh, cool. Yeah, so I picked up a couple of those. Uh, but uh, yeah, it looks pretty cool. I mean, but I think I mean here's the thing. I hope that it's not. It's just Star Realms, but just with a, a skin. Yeah, with a fantasy skin. That would be pretty shitty. They've been pretty good about introducing something new along the way, I think. Yeah. Here's the other problem, too, is that, like, the re- what I liked about Star Realms was that you bought the base set, right? And that's all you really needed. Mm-hmm. They came out with some, like, additional sets, but it wasn't a lot. It wasn't, like... You have to buy a freaking new one every week or every month or whatever. They came out with a couple new ones, but they all came out together and they were all like standalone. It wasn't like blind. They were like five bucks, weren't they? Yeah, they were, no, they were less than that. I think they were like you could get all four for like twelve bucks or something like that. And they weren't like blind packs. It was just like each one had you yeah. knew what you were getting in each pack. This I think they're doing a little different. They're doing like all these different character packs. You have a base oh. game, and you have a base game, and then there's character packs, and each character pack has its own unique starting deck, starting health. They're doing this more abilities. like epic. Yeah, like you can play like you can play as a cleric, a fighter, a ranger, a thief, or a wizard. So you have to buy the character pack if you want to play as one of those players. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. Is there just a like? starter and you're good to go because that that was great dude i can't tell you how many times i was sitting around adventure game store and people were like 15 bucks and i'm done sold yeah i think so i mean it says like like their pledge their pl- i'm just going off their their kickstarter page their pledge level like the the bait well aside from the one dollar pledge their base pledge is just the base game that's it with no character packs or anything like that hmm. They have one with then the next level up basically is the base game, all five character packs, and then it goes up to base game, five character packs. But then there's boss decks, a campaign starter deck, Jeez. 
I, I, you know what? I remember this Kickstarter now, and that's why I didn't pledge. Too much collecting. Uh, yeah, because you know me. Like, I mean, once it gets into where, like, I have to buy this, and then I have to buy that, and another thing, and another, you know, like. Three copies of each. Yeah, I, I don't even want to get into that. Um, so, yeah, that's that. Um, I'm actually going to the Japanime uh, party Friday night. Oh, cool. The, um, the, uh, God, they, they called it something clever. They just called it the Japanime party in the, in the email they sent me. Uh, I mean, I'm only going, be, it's not like I'm like any kind of like crazy insider or whatever. Uh, uh, but the, uh, I, I pledged for Heart of Crown. Their deck builder, the, mm -hmm. like, you know, they have Tonto Cori and whatever. So I, I pledged for Heart of Crown and, and included with that was a, a ticket to their party if you went That's to Gen cool. Con or whatever. Yeah. So I'm pretty excited about that. They're going to have like a, an actual, uh, um, like a Heart of Crown uh, uh, tournament at the party. So I'm going to jump in. I'll probably jump into that hopefully, see how I do. <laughs> uh, definitely looking forward to going to be doing some DC deck builder tournaments as well. So that'll be exciting. Uh, that'll be exciting at Origins. I was uh, I won both tournaments that I was in. So I was pretty excited about that. Uh, didn't really get anything for it, you know, except for like promos that I already have. But I mean, whatever. Uh, bragging rights, right? Yeah. Um, let's see. Any games you're sort of excited about, Brian? No, no, not really. Um, I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you why, but I haven't really been all that excited about tabletop lately. I, I've just been too into the video games. You know, I kind of go yeah. back and forth. What What are you on right now? What video? What do you, what, what video game are you playing? Now? Uh, Black Desert still, man. No Black Desert, really? Man, we yep. had the, we talked about that a while ago. You've been you've been on that for a while. I took a uh, I took a couple of weeks off to play some PlayStation Four. I played a uh, pixel junk shooter and that Odin Sphere. Long German name that I can't pronounce. Uh, Re-release, but uh, yeah, you know, there's a content patch for Black Desert. I go right back. Yeah, man, I, I gotta get on my get back on my gaming. My, it's just like fucking time, man. You know, it's like you can't do we, both. We, it's impossible. Yeah, yeah, we do so much. I do so much board gaming already, and then you know, just with life, it's like it's tough to get on the get on the on the console. Oh, that was what I what I want to talk about too. Um, you know, Target is really stepping up their 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 board game, like board game game, I guess. If yeah. Alliteration, alliteration aside, um, did you see all the releases they had over the last couple of weeks of like mm -hmm. real real games, not like you know Candyland or you know whatever? Like they've been like putting out real like real like hardcore gamer tabletop games lately. Um, they came out with the uh, the adult version of Codenames. Oh, undercover, something like that. Yeah, yeah. I forget. I forget the actual name of it. But the uh, they came out with that. They came out with a, a, a board game version of Oregon Trail. Remember that old like floppy yeah. disk PC game? Oh, you died of dysentery or whatever. You know. So they 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 came out with that, which is cool. Um, they are coming out with actually. Um, uh, Yellow Games put out uh, a new updated version of King of Tokyo. And that is actually uh, they they have a Target exclusive, um, and so they're putting that out. That's actually going to be out like yeah, they're, that'll actually be out in the next week or so. Um, and it's funny, man. They they really know what they're doing. They they you know how I love the exclusives, you know. So like every game that they put out is like a Target exclusive. Like you can't mm -hmm. get it 
anywhere else. Like there, no one is, no one else is allowed to sell those games, which is super smart. Whoever is like handling their board gaming at Target, you're doing a great job. Uh, they, they, not only is it like, not only are the games exclusive to Target, and you're not allowed to buy them anywhere else, but they make the games a little bit different. So like the King of Tokyo, Yellow can sell King of Tokyo, their new updated King of Tokyo, but the the Target version has like an extra character that you cannot get, cannot get. In, in, in the version that other people are allowed to sell. So even though they sort of made that, you know, like I said, even though it's not an exclusive exclusive, uh, they made it different enough for to buy that game. Um, so super smart on their part. Uh, and I know I'm pretty sure like that adult code names or whatever, I don't think you can buy anywhere else but there. Um, which is pretty cool. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I don't see any other of these big box chains doing that. And I think that's really like, I mean, it's pretty short-sighted on their part, but good for Target. But Codenames is, I mean, they're, they're coming out with, they're coming out with Codenames pictures here at Gen Con, which is really? probably going to be the hottest item. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's definitely going to be the hottest item, I think. Uh, Everyone's gonna just be clamoring for that game. Uh, is that yeah, not just I mean, Dixit? I don't know what the difference is between that and Dixit, honestly. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming it's different enough. That, you know, yeah. But uh, yeah, um, they got a bunch of Star Trek games coming out too. There's uh, Star Trek Ascendancy, which looks pretty cool, uh, and they had that Star Trek Panic, which I actually played. Uh, it's just it's like Castle Panic, but it's with. Hmm. Uh, Enterprise basically is like instead of it being a castle, it's the Enterprise, and all these like you know different outsiders or you know whatever uh, outer space uh, dangers are coming at it. Um, but the cool thing is they sort of made it different in that uh, you're not not only are you like sort of defending against the invaders or whatever is attacking, you have to complete missions at the same time. So the Enterprise is still like doing missions while defending against all these different threats that are coming at it from like all different sides. Um, again, I hate co-ops, so not, my <laughs> real, not really my cup of tea, but I mean, it, it, it was, I didn't have a bad time playing the game. Um, and that's sort of it on my end. I mean, I know there's a ton of games coming out. I mean, you know, it just depends on what kind of gamer you are. Uh, but there are a ton of other games coming out. Like there's a Goonies game coming out. There's a, a Hogwarts, uh, Harry Potter game coming out. Uh, Legendary Civil War, I think you know Marvel Legendaries coming out with a couple new titles. Uh, I mean, just I'm wearing my stupid lanyard right here is Legendary. Uh, I think it's their Big Trouble in Little China version. Uh, I can't remember out. what the what the IP is, but isn't someone doing a collectible card and dice game a lot like uh, Marvel um, Dungeons and Dragons? I don't know. I don't. I, I don't know what that is. What that would be. Um, I know there, there's a new Smash Up coming out. Uh, I mean, there's a ton of shit coming out. That's that's uh, uh, Ares games, which is like War of the Ring, my favorite game. They're they, they're coming out with a new War of the Ring expansion, and they have a uh, a, uh, a a Friday the Thirteenth like Jason game called wow. the last called the Last Friday. 
so they've acquired the rights to that, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah, I mean, that's, like I said, there's so many, it just, I mean, you know, that's the thing about Gen Con, it's such a behemoth, and everyone basically releases at Gen Con, so it's almost like too much to keep up with. If you're a Euro gamer, there's going to be new Euro, you know, an awesome new Euro game. If you're a party gamer, there's going to be an awesome new party game. If you're a, any kind of gamer, there, there's something there for you, which just makes it such a great con, but also makes it such a just ridiculously large loading sort of thing, you know? Can't um, do it all. It's a ter terrible place to be. Yeah, well, I, I can't complain too much, you know? <laughs> So that's all I've really got. Uh, do you have anything, right? Uh, no, like I said, like uh, I, I've been video gaming it lately. Uh, so I, I'm excited about uh, No Man's Sky coming out soon, which I don't think will be there. Uh, no Man's Sky. What is it? What's that about? That's the you know you have a spaceship and a gun, and you have to explore planets on the way to the galactic center. Gotcha. Let me ask you this. Actually, you just reminded me. Um, have you played the game? It's like a it's a it's a it's a, like a tablet PC game. Mm, no. It's uh, how can I explain it? It's a um, it's a puzzle game, but set in sort of a first person open world sort of like like it's almost like Fallout. But with like it's like a it's like a mix of like Fallout and uh, God of War, sort of if that makes sense to you. So you're not really like in God of War. You know you're doing a lot of fighting as long as as well as solving puzzles. You know, but yeah. you don't you don't do all like so much of the fighting. You're basically but you're doing a lot of exploring, and then as you're exploring, you're also solving a bunch of puzzles. Like basically everywhere you go, you have to solve a puzzle. Like like I'm not I don't think I'm giving anything away, but like. The very beginning of the game, you're sort of in a train car, and there's like a uh, there's a like a suitcase, and sort of you got to sort of you sort of explore the train car, and then you you figure out that there's like a false compartment to the to, to the suitcase, and you find like this puzzle box, and then you got to figure out how to open the puzzle box because there's like you find a key and you find the puzzle box, but there's no uh, there's no keyhole. But you know the key goes into the puzzle box. You got to figure out how to like, you know, reveal the keyhole or whatever. So it's it's I, I highly recommend that to anyone, hmm. uh, even if it's just like it's just one of those things you can play while you're like sitting on a bus or whatever you just play on your phone. Uh, but it's called the game, and I guess there's like several iterations of it. The one that I I got is the the, the third iteration, um, which I guess sort of incorporates the the first two. Um, but yeah, I would uh, I would highly recommend that. Sounds cool. Yeah, very cool, very cool. And um, yeah, man, I'm just excited to be here at Gen Con. I've already got my uh, 2016 nice. special <laughs> dice set. I've already got my uh, Orleans uh, Orleans deluxe version which they will not be making any more of this has like the metal coins and like all the upgraded components or whatever and i also picked up a stupid little game but eh, it's fun it's a fun game actually i shouldn't say it's stupid but uh picked up quelf for my companion 
because it's something I know she'll love. Have you, do, you, do you ever play Quelf with us, Brian? No. At AGS or it's it's a party game. It's a silly game, but it's actually even like a hardcore gamer can have fun playing it. It's pretty good. You gotta like you basically like you roll a die and you end up on a certain color, and then there's a bunch of different stacks of cards with per color. And so you pick it up and you got to do whatever it says. So like one will be like, you have to, ha you got to like run around wherever you're at and you've got to put, you know, seven different items in your shirt without, without them falling out, you know, or, or you got to like hold a pen and you have to talk like Winston Churchill for like the whole round or something like, you know, <laughs> and use it as like a baton, you know, things like that. It's like a silly game, but it's, it's really fun. Um, and I guess we'll end our Gen Con discussion on that note. So I guess uh, I'm good if you're, if you're good, Brian. Are you ready to wrap it up? Until next week. All right. So with that, listeners, viewers, thanks for uh, joining us and uh, listening to us recount our, like I said, our, our narcissistic uh, uh, last couple weeks and uh, our uh, listening to our Gen Con recap. And it was a little uh, haphazard because I just got here, but – I'll have more information. I'm, I'm sure I'll update everyone next week uh, on next week's show uh, about uh, what I did at Gen Con and all the different things. Uh, and we'll have a different topic, I'm sure. But uh, uh, that's it. Brian, take us away. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Add us to your Google circle and join the Nerd Stravaganza HQ on Facebook. Yeah, it's Maximum Stars on iTunes. Uh, subscribe on iTunes. Check us out on Stitcher, uh, Google, Play. Google Play, and uh, let's see, check us out on YouTube, check out all of our videos, uh, check out our website, nerdstravaganza.com, and send us an email at nerdstravaganza at gmail.com, and uh, yeah, that's it. Peace. All right, take care.